Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show that Sal and I bring to you every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. I forgot what time it is. <laughs> uh, I'm Benny. I'm also known as the Comic Story, and that is Sal, also known as Comic Pop. And every week we sit here talking about the latest comic books, the latest comic book news, the latest trailers, the latest movies, whatever works in the comic book world. Right, Sal? That's right. I don't know if you're aware of the show we do. Yeah, I've been on it. <laughs> I and don't forget, our show is sponsored by G Fuel, where if you use the code COMICS at checkout, you get 10% off of your order of G Fuel. And also, keep in mind, if you want to get early access to this and show even more support, you have three ways. You can go to Sal's Patreon, patreon.com slash comicpop to get early access. You can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash comicstorian, or you can subscribe right here at Twitch, all of which will directly support and keep this show on the air. This show is supported by you guys, and if it loses funding, Salasic will get a real job, and then, and then we don't have a show. Ah, uh, yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be homeless and just be doing my show from the street corner. So, Oh, it'd be so great. <laughs> yeah. We were making jokes all weekend. So, uh, so guys, yeah, I mean, we're back. We're talking. But I got a story to tell Sal. Uh, oh. On my team, we have a guy named Houston. I know you've met him, but I'm, I'm stating it like that for people who don't know Houston. I love Houston. He's great. Um, Houston had to move out of his apartment on Friday, and he couldn't move into his new place until Monday. So oh. all weekend, we all got to make homeless jokes at Houston's <laughs> expense while he slept on everyone's couch. It was great. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't just stay in the room that I stay in. That's where he ended up staying, but he bounced houses because he wasn't sure where he was going to stay. But he ended, last night he stayed at my place. Because that's, so. that's his office too, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Which was my <laughs> entire point as to why he didn't just stay there from the beginning to the end. But yeah. <laughs> Houston is too sweet. He's just, you know, oh, I don't want to put you out. It's like, dude, you're going to be homeless. I need you to do... You're literally homeless. You yeah. literally have no home. And all, here's the kicker. All of his stuff was in my garage while they waited for the new place to open. And he was staying on other people's couches? What are you, <laughs> what are you doing, man? So, all right, Sal, you want to talk about some news? You want to talk Why about not? some... Let's, let's do exactly what everyone wants us to talk about. Okay. The, the big thing. The big thing that is happening. The huge news. Thundercats is getting a remake. I know. I've seen the first half of one episode, and it's, it's <laughs> real bad. Exactly. So moving on to a real topic. Moving on, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's do. Let's start off with comic books like usual. Yeah, comics. Batman 86 is out. We have a I new know. direction. Tom King is off the book officially. Thank God. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think Sal? I think that it's a promising new direction. I think that Tynan is a great choice. Uh, and I can't wait for the new artist to be on it. Because Tony Daniel's on it right now, and he does some really cool stuff. But it's just... It still feels like Tom King. It, it ain't working for new me. And, yeah. It ain't working for me. But uh, but Tynan's stuff, man, like, he infused some real, like, humanity into Batman, which is what I've been really missing from this book. And, uh, and I'm... I, I don't, you know, I'm not really a huge Deathstroke fan, but he made me care about the fight. And, but what I'm more excited about is the, the epilogues, like the, the Joker right. stuff, which is, again, another thing I, like, I couldn't care less about most of the time. Because, like, everybody who jumps on Batman's like, I gotta have a Joker story. Well, that seems to be the more recent thing. You're right, because for the longest time, Joker just never showed up. Yeah. But for whatever the reason, recently it's been like, we gotta have a Joker story. We gotta have a Joker story. Yeah, and it's like, why? Sales? Like, Batman sells. I mean, not not lately, but like the other <laughs> usual run has Batman, and you don't need Joker every time. Um, that being said, like, I really... Like, if Tynan wants to really, like, stretch his horror muscles when he's not doing them over an indie world... Uh, right. Do it with Joker. Like, make it scary. 
and uh, and I think he's doing that really well. Like, it's a promising new direction. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. Um, I liked the fact that I do like the new direction. I do, I it, I liked Tom King's run overall. Right. Um, I mean, the fact is, I disliked it moving on from sixty, and it wasn't until about seventy five that I finally had just had enough. Right. So, in my opinion, that's well over fifty percent of the run. I did enjoy it. You yeah. know, the, regardless of disliking the ending that much, I did enjoy it. That's the fair. new direction, though, I feel I feel it's a breath of fresh air. We needed something new from Batman. We needed it not to be every issue is some broken, weird speech pattern and, and like the disassembly of Batman. We we needed it to be normal. Yeah. That's right. And that's how it feels. It just feels like a regular Batman story. I know a lot of people don't like what Tom King did. But I do like that, and this isn't a stab at him, it's what he does, though. He didn't bend us it up. Right. He didn't come in and go, and now here's the new direction. There's Alfred in the corner. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, I would have taken that, by the way. Like, I would have been all okay with that because I think Alfred being dead sucks and doesn't work for me. But, right. But Tynan's smart, and he's also, like, he's a team player. Like, he'll do what the upstairs guys tell him to do. So if, if they want Alfred dead, he'll make it work. And he did. There's, like, a great moment in there where he confuses. Lucius for Alfred, like it made it sad. And, 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 but and what I liked though was he didn't just go, "Oh, Alfred." He goes, "Oh, sorry." They gave us the panel, that moment where Bruce realized, like it was like a reminder. Yeah, Alfred's gone, and like it was like, "Oh, it's so sad," you know? Yeah, like, no, it worked. We didn't, we didn't harp on it. They didn't go into it. It was just like Lucius being like, "He's Bruce, gone. He's gone." You know, yeah. and then Bruce just kind of being like. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dope. And then he just like, I'm going to take it out on Slade. <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously. Poor Slade. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it right there. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good book. Uh, and I'm Same. kind of excited to see what the direction he's going to go in. I'm less excited about the Joker stuff, in all honesty, though, really? than you are. I guess, you know, it's funny. If, if it was just, if, if the fact that it's an epilogue, the fact that it's like relegated to the end of the book and it's different art, and you don't really get to see him very much. I kind of like it. I, I think it's like, it's more about building than it is about cheating and trying to like trick you into being excited for Joker. It's like, we're acknowledging we are going to do a Joker thing, but it's not going to affect like what we're doing over here with Deathstroke and everything. Uh, did you read Ghost Rider 4? Because yes. I did. Yes, I did. Okay. First off, first off, I think it's the best issue in this so far. Okay. Um, and my reasoning is simple. Up until now, we've had Johnny Blaze basically going evil, and we're all kind of like, uh, kind of makes sense, but a little, a little out of character for Johnny to be turning into the King of Hell. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but I get it. I get where you're going with this. I accept it. Mm -hmm. This issue, as um, two big things happened, obviously. And the first one was the reveal of what Johnny has gone through yep. while being the King of Hell. And I loved that back and forth with Wong because the, Wong's like, we're sorry, we were trying to come and save you. And he's literally like, I've been there for thousands of years alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and I'm thinking like, no wonder he freaking snapped. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. He's been the king of hell for thousands of years. Yeah. What really did you like think that about that reveal? Too. That was cool. I think it works. I mean, like, obviously, you know, time passes differently in hell than it would here. Uh, they've established that a few times. I forget, like, other times that they've established that recently. But that yeah. is something that... It's something more I've taken for granted, but I, I, I still... I'm, I, I would not find that to be a cheat. I'm like, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I buy that. Um, and I love it. I was like, that's cool. Plus, like, it's, it's paying off a lot of stuff from Damnation, which, you know, Damnation was what it was, but at least it 
changed stuff and they're recognizing it. I'm, not every book at Marvel can say that they remembered or cared about what happened in Damnation, but in this one they're like, no, he's still, Mephisto's still in the hotel. Yep. We're gonna go get him. Like, Wong is there. That's why he's not with Doctor Strange. There's a lot of, like, stuff in there. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you're actually paying I, off. I liked that, that too. Yeah, yeah, they did reference Johnny is still the king of hell. That yeah. is from Damnation. Exactly. His friends meant to go get him. Now, one thing I did find a little bit weird. Johnny, if I remember Damnation, basically just walked up and took the throne. Yeah. No, he didn't. He wasn't like forced on the throne. <laughs> no, he was not tricked. He 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 took it from Mephisto, yeah. and and in a kind of like heroic, I'm gonna do this to keep Mephisto away. Like, right, but they didn't they didn't spice it up in the way like it's a punishment. No, it was not more really. like Johnny's now the king of hell. How cool is that? Exactly. And now the way that Wong and Johnny were talking, it sounded more like you were supposed to come and save me. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to stay there. And reading Damnation, I'm like. No, you you acted like you were gonna just kind of do that. You knew what this was, but uh, yeah. But I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea that even if they want to retcon it, that he wasn't planning on staying there forever. Which I'm like, okay, right. It was yeah. supposed to be a temporary basis. Which, exactly. While never said between every character, I think we can all, being the Marvel universe, Johnny's like, I'm the king of hell, but Strange won't forget me. He'll come save me. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Add him to another list of people that Doctor Strange has let down. <laughs> <laughs> That list is getting longer yeah. and longer. Yeah. Um, but with the second biggest thing was, and this I thought was cool, but I I, I don't know enough about the past. J Danny Ketch became the new spirit of corruption. I don't remember the spirit of corruption even being a thing. I've never heard of it, and I don't okay, like the design. Right. Like, I think that Ghost Rider, stop drilling, you hit oil. You don't need to have this new thing where he looks like a Cenobite. You could just have him be another Ghost Rider. We're, we're okay with that. Johnny Blaze is King of Hell variant Ghost Rider. Danny Ketch can be Danny Ketch leather jacket spikes Ghost Rider. No one said the Ghost Rider formula was broken. That looks cool. That's the only thing that works for Ghost Rider is that he <laughs> looks cool. If you take away his cool lookingness, what do you have left? That being said, <laughs> Danny's still a good character and they're actually doing justice to him in this series. So yes. like, good. But Spirit of Corruption, meh. Uh, I actually like what they've done. That's I don't fair. like the look. I agree with you on that. It actually looks less like that and more like they're ripping off the uh, the maker's design and gave him yeah. a big sword. Give him a sword and a helmet, no. Um, I do like the fact that they seem to be kind of cleaning up the Ghost Rider lore. Yes. That's that what it I do like. Badly. Oh, it very much did. Uh, I mean, just like Venom did, and we did, fixed that with Absolute Carnage by just kind of getting rid of all the symbiotes. Yeah. And I feel like Hulk did, and we got rid of that with Professor Green. They cleaned it up so it's very straightforward. And I feel like Ghost Rider was the next on the list, and they're doing that. Johnny Ketch is now no longer Ghost Rider's spirit of corruption. Yeah. Johnny is the a one and only true Ghost Rider, and he's the king of hell right now. The the Robbie Reyes thing has been definitively decided he's not a real Ghost Rider. He's right. his own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, which I love the fact that they're separating that out as well. Yeah. Um, and they just killed off every other one. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, and they killed other Ghost Riders. I feel like Robbie could have been the spirit of corruption because Danny was nothing. Like, Danny was free and didn't want to be a Ghost Rider. So it's like, okay, don't. <laughs> like, we'll have one Ghost Rider and one spirit of corruption and we'll be done. But uh, but I'm. Cool I think the with problem this. with that is I don't remember Danny officially giving up the Ghost Rider. He just kind of stopped doing it. Right. But like I think they needed to have a he's done with it moment. Yeah. But but don't forget Danny was never really like he didn't have Zarathos attached to him. So he was just something else. He was like another weird version of Ghost Rider. 
with enchanted right, gas yeah. caps and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> but I love it. I'm I'm I, this is a cool direction, and it's in an ocean of cool directions or attempted cleanups for Ghost Rider. Like, how many yeah. runs of Ghost Rider have we had in the last 10 years where they're like, forget everything you've ever known about Ghost Rider. We're going to fix it. <laughs> like, you're not the one to fix it. But Well, what I loved about that is every time they tried to fix it, they just ignored the past. Even, like, when Robbie Reyes took over, they're like, ah, oh, Johnny and Danny are there somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't fix anything. You know? No. Like, it wasn't until Robbie fought against Johnny that we even knew Johnny was still around. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I love it. it it's, it's, it's smart. It's smart because you, you can't not have a ghost rider running around or driving around. It's cool. Yeah. What did you feel about him penance-staring Wong? Um, I felt like that may have been the line, but it also, also to me as a Ghost Rider fan, as a Wong fan, as a Doctor Strange fan, it showed me the line that Johnny's willing to go now. Right. It was very extreme, but, uh, I mean, like, it, it was, it's in his arsenal. I like seeing the Penance being used, people remembering he can do it. Um, well, I think Danny's the one who coined the Penance Stare, but in any case, I like that it was used, and... Fine, yeah, use it on Wong. Nobody's using Wong right now anyway. Like, the last yeah. time we saw him was in the last issue of Damnation. So, like, good. Use he's him. been guarding Mephisto the whole time. Exactly, exactly. I also loved what he did with Mephisto. You just tore him out of the cell. Like. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, all right, let, get ready. And then he just chains him up and drives him. I'm like, that's that's cool. Plus, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and of course, like, the the reveal at the end. Like, the, the tease for the next issue. Yeah. Which is... Um, a sequel or a third sequel to Heart of Darkness, which is uh, a Howard Mackey, John Amita Jr., or Ron Garney sequel uh, in which Ghost Rider, Punisher, and Wolverine team up and fight Blackheart. Both those stories are horribly stupid, but also awesome. <laughs> the fact that they're going to do this again, but like with the Spirit of Corruption and Wolverine and Punisher, I'm like, oh my god. If you put Blackheart <laughs> in this, it's going to be great. Like, Please do that. I feel like what we're going to be doing is Ghost Rider himself, Johnny Blaze, is going to take a backseat while he does his own thing. Yeah. When D and Danny's going to become forefront. Well, right. up until now, it's been like, what is Johnny doing? By the way, in the background, Danny's over here doing this stuff. Yeah. And I think we're going to rotate that. I think Because we're, we're not going to just pull the Ghost Rider out of his own book. No. But we've established now that there's one Ghost Rider. He's the king of hell, and he's basically dragging Mephesto behind the bike in our chain. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool, and I'm in for that. Uh, well, especially because the driving force is about getting Johnny and finding out what's going on. So if yeah. Johnny wants to remain the MacGuffin of the story, all the better, because I think that since issue one, they've been kind of like, the real protagonist of the story is Danny. Like, it's that Danny's right, right. journey. They really right. have been, yeah. So let's do it. Like, yeah, I'm in. So Okay, cool. So the next one is more you than me. Okay. Uh, but it's the next X-Men book that's been teased by Le Leah. Leah, I always, I never, Leah. I've never heard the official. I just, Leah, going with that. Uh, X-Factor, a book by her. She is from quite a few books. Most most notable recently would have to be Gwenpool, I think, yep. at least for me. Yep. Uh, but she's from quite a few books. She's going to discuss the death of reincarnation of the mutants, establishing resurrection protocols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the X-Factor book. I'm excited for A, bringing back X-Factor, and B, tackling the moral ramifications of resurrecting people and whether they're actually themselves or not. Like, that is something that you know Hickman was like, I had this idea, I'm using it in the book, it's definitely an important plot point, but I don't really care about harping on the morality, but there is story potential there for yeah. it to be, as, like, in, like for, for it to be discussed. 
and Leah Williams wants to do that, knock yourself out. Like, that's cool. I think that's a great idea. I did not like the Gwenpool book. I think that, like, if anyone's going to write an X-Men book, it should be Kelly Thompson. But, okay. What is she on right now? I, I, I don't... Oh, uh, Deadpool. Oh, right. I'm not liking what she's doing with Deadpool so far. I'm giving I like it a it. chance. I mean, I gave Scotty Run's run a 10 issues, and it got good toward the back end. Right. So Yeah. No, I love I it. Feel like, uh, I feel like, just on a side note, Deadpool's a difficult character to write for. Yeah, big Because time. there's so many versions and variations of him, and so many people expect different things with him. It's just yes. it's a difficult character to write for. Yeah, and and it's it's hard to cater to the fans because like everybody who likes Deadpool has their own favorite version of Deadpool. He's at so many extremes. We have an yeah. LOL meme. We have badass assassin. We have sad clown. We there's so many different versions of Deadpool that have been out there, and every writer does something different with him. Yeah, yeah. This one is this one is more a combination of sad clown and uh, yeah and, and Merc, which I'm in for. I, I yeah. my my favorite recent Deadpool was. Actually, in I think the Gwenpool run, not the Lee Williams one, but before that, uh, when Gwenpool and Deadpool like finally met, uh, and he's more like, I think it was Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, like that version. De- that's my favorite Deadpool. He's right, like the Deadpool, the LOL the, wacky, but he'll murder everyone. No, I like the nihilist Deadpool, who's like, yeah. The reason why I talk to the reader is because I hate him, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like it's cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, um, X Factor. Great. You know what's funny? Even if I didn't like this book and I didn't want to read this book, or even if I decide I don't like it and I drop it, I'm excited because exactly this is what Hickman wanted, and it's what Marvel hired Hickman to do, right? Because Hickman's like, I I weave narratives, I tell long stories, uh, and he invents titles to fill those gaps. He was like, if you're gonna be for for real, Marvel, about bringing the X Men back. The X-Men should be a significant cornerstone of the Marvel Universe and the Marvel's publishing line. And so we can get a dozen X-Men books out of this whole run. And Hickman can only really care about three of them. Yeah. And the rest of them can have like can just play in that universe and work without actually undermining what he's doing or making everyone who wants to read something X-Men related have to be on board for what's happening from Dawn of X. Like literally, there's a book for you out there if you are even remotely interested in X-Men. Or if you're just a Wolverine fan, well, guess what? Benjamin Percy's got a friggin' Wolverine book coming out soon. And it's just being Eventually, one day. Was that? Yeah, eventually. eventually. One day. Yeah, my pal Victor Bogdanovic's drawing it. He, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, but yeah, like, and, and if you want to see Wolverine, like, slice and dice, that's the book. I'm in. Like, that's so great. And it's so smart because that's what X-Men should be. It should be all things to all people. Like, here's a book for you. Like right. at its at its at, in its heyday, X Men had a book for everybody. There was like a nonstop onslaught, no pun intended, of X Men books for everybody. <laughs> and it was I, the onslaught. Yeah, and I think that's great, and and because it means more comics for more people, and that's that's good for everybody. Right. All right, cool. Um, next up that he's got on this list here is Jane Foster Valkyrie. I I'm not reading that. Are you? No. Because it's not Jane Foster Thor. I get that they're like, Jane Foster Thor was popular. We want to keep her around. You didn't. Right. You didn't. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think that Jane Foster being Valkyrie is a great idea. I think that um, the the direction of that book is cool. I've uh, Tiffany read it, and she was like, this is cool. And I'm like, right on. Um, I think the weapon that can turn into any weapon she needs for any circumstance, I hate that convention. 
Like, I, I just, I, I've heard that before, this, like, I have the power that I need for this exact circumstance. Like, I hate those things. Um, That's like Superman, always having the ability to do whatever he needs to do to win. Right, but that would be only if Superman, like, had, only, all he can do is fly, and he gets a power just so he can fight whatever it is, you know, like, and it only materializes when it's like, oh, it's Metallo, I need to be super strong, so now I am, right. like, that sucks, and I don't care for that. But I like what they're doing with with Valkyrie. I'm just it's not a book for me, and I can only I'm only buying a certain number of books. Like, yeah. you know, I read the first issue. I was like, that's cool, and I like the idea of her fighting Bullseye. I was like, ooh, Bullseye riding a Pegasus. That's cool. <laughs> I um, know. I did like that one. He's like, I just got this sword and this Pegasus, <laughs> and that was dope. And then that and then that resolved itself, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm off. Um, but uh, but I like I. I I like teams. I think it's fun, even if I don't read them. So, like, a team of doctors is neat. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't... Like, that appeals to me only superficially. Like, I'm not going to read that book, but I'm glad it exists. Like, I love that Cardiac is a member of the League. I'm like, that's fun. Good for you. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Um, especially because, like, you've got Doctor Strange, who's now Surgeon Supreme, so obviously he'd be on the team, and I'm glad that people aren't afraid to put him on teams again. So, that's neat. He's too powerful. Remember the last time that he sold his soul to save the universe? Uh, which time? <laughs> Alright, so next up, I think this will be a quick discussion, but let's go ahead and mention it. X-Men number 7 has been pushed back and is gaining 8 pages. What do you think? That's great. It means that Hickman was like, I got more to do. Like, something's happening. And... What if nothing happens? What if it's 8 pages of the X-Men orgy? Of, like, dialogue <laughs> or orgies? Uh, it will be important to the story, so I guess I'll appreciate it. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't think there's a version where that's going to be the case. But even if, it, but if it is, yeah, that sucks. Um, but I don't think, I think with Marvel, they're like, we'll just give you another issue. Like, if you need another issue for orgies, we'll just give you the orgy issue. Like, <laughs> give but me if the orgy. Could, could you imagine if they did that? X Men, the orgy issue. Yeah, I, I think you'll have to go deeper into the internet to find that issue. I don't, I don't think Marvel's going to sign off on that one. <laughs> I'm going to Google that real fast, see what happens. Yeah, let me gonna, know how it turns out. What's that, Dan? I'm going to add something real quick, considering we're going into the orgy territory once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the New Mutants, where uh, Magic runs into all the villains yeah. and just asks them before anything whether or not they want to make out with her? Right. I, well, it, it, I appreciated what they were doing because the whole thing, the setup is Magic's going to take out like a second contingent that's going to take over their ship and she asks each member of the team that's fighting her, she's like, do you want to make out? And each one of them is like, no. And she's like, well, good. Well, that's too bad because this was literally going to be an F or fight situation and I'd prefer to bang, but if we're not going to, then I guess I'll have to slaughter you all with my soul sword. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of a fun buildup. Like that's, yeah, that's I like so, that. That's so Ileana, and also that's a really fun. I, I thought it was a fun sequence. I also really like that. Whatever, I don't remember all their names because they're all throwaway characters that are going to get killed. But uh, the last one, who's like, kind of, but I've got to, I've got to fight you. The uh, for the fun fact, uh, if you Google X Men Orgy, it's not nearly as bad as you thought it would be. Hmm. <laughs> it actually just pulls up old pages of old panels of like shirtless X Men, and then people going, "Was this an X Men orgy?" Right. <laughs> like there is a, there is a rather famous Jim Lee poolside image of all the X Men just like hanging out in their in their bathing suits. Um, yeah, was that pre or post orgy? I don't know. 
<laughs> so uh, you, I like how I, what I've now discovered is that you give a lot of crap to the X-Men orgy, but apparently there's precedent for the X-Men just all having an orgy. Well, I mean, like, do the X-Men live in an eyes wide shut situation? I think that, I mean, like, look at their mansion and like, you know, it's kind of like an aristocracy. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, they, they all, like, they call themselves superior. They're, I mean, and there's a precedent. The Hellfire Club is straight up just a sex club. Like the Hellfire Club <laughs> is literally just like an eyes wide shut, uh, arist uh, like uh, arist uh, aristocratic bullshit. Like, hey, we're all wearing frilly shirts and and drinking port and controlling the the the, the means of production. But let's all bang. Like I feel like if anyone's gonna bring that over to the X Men, it's gonna be Emma Frost. So yeah. All right. Well, there goes your X-Men orgy discussion of the week. I think this is, we need the weekly X-Men orgy discussion here on the show. Check mark, um, check mark for Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's doing research and stuff like, uh, so when he brings it up this week, what am I? <laughs> yeah, what other, what, what, what other origin? I mean, the brood, uh, we got plenty of time. So we'll talk about the brood next week then. All right, yeah. so uh, there's a couple more. Before we go into these, all of these trailers and the discussions we're going to have with this. Um, yeah, the, there's two, three, a couple topics left over from last week that Dan wanted us to talk about. Uh, the first one I don't think is a big deal. Right. Dan thinks it is, uh, and apparently I was making the rounds on CBR, but this is also during the week when there was nothing happening, so CBR was like, "If something breathed comics, we had to talk about." Please it. click. Yes. <laughs> uh, Xavier takes off his helmet finally in X Men Four, which revealed him to have blue eyes, but young Xavier and Hawks and Pox had brown eyes. Yes. Dude, what do you have to say about this? I think it's intentional. I think it's deliberate. I don't think it's a printing mistake. Okay. Because. We've seen Professor X take off his helmet before, um, and the fact that he's wearing a helmet means we want. He, they, visually speaking, they want us to to look and care about the the face and the helmet. Like, if they just screwed up coloring, that's a that's a calamity. Like, that's a that's a major screw up. So I think, and and also it's like it's weird. It's it's a weirdly really weird scene that he does it in, where he's like, he has no reason to do it, but he does it kind of like to say. You know me. I'm Professor X. My whole thing is, even though I'm like an isolationist now and I'm kind of running this cult, I still love you and care about you and it's why we didn't slaughter you. Like, I, I literally went into all your minds and told you what our new plan was and I didn't just turn you off. So, like, clearly I'm a good guy. Um, I, I think that that was a narrative device that was like, look at my face, see that it's me. But the eyes thing, I think there's something there. And, of course, we'll get into why as we get further into it. Because obviously, we're growing mutants, Moira's behind everything, there's so much stuff happening, and none of it seems to be, you know, signed off by Moira. Like, what is her plan? What? Where does this focus in with your plan? Right. Um, so I'm ex so I think, I think sometimes it's Xavier, and sometimes it isn't, or, you know, I, I think that huh. definitely, there's an indication there. I don't care enough to have really read into it, which is why it was good to have your opinion on this, yeah. because... Uh, if you guys missed last week, my opinions at X. I know you're done. Well, like, what, <laughs> I promise. I'm not done. I'm trying it still. But I think what ugh. you should. I think the trick to to sticking with X Men, if you professionally need to, is drop most of the books. Like literally. I think I, I'm sticking with X Force and X Men. X Force and X Men is a great way to stick around. If you want a palate cleanser, and I don't know if you've read it, because Dan and I know did just because he dropped in with some with some knowledge. If you haven't read New Mutants. I love New Mutants. It's my favorite X-Men book so far. The art is incredible, and it has nothing to do with Krakoa. Uh, Dan's giggling. Dan, you got something you want to say to that? Well, uh, I enjoyed the story, except from the fact that just 
they were in space and then partway through they were like, you know what, let's tell you about these guys on a farm real quick. Right. That doesn't fully, fully like, you know, finish. And then we're back in space and have to explain what we skipped over like yeah. three or four pages. No, they really did skip. I, I, well, I think because it's a monthly book and they're like, we're going to lose momentum. We got to do something about this. We got we to jump ahead. Um, but I love New Mutants. It's just a space story. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're mutants. I, I, oh, fine, I'll try that too. Just, <laughs> like, if you haven't read New Mutants, read the first two issues. If you're not already convinced, you're not going to care. Like, then okay. you're not, yeah, so check it out. Um, so also last week, part of the stories were Shazam 13 cover reveal shows. Uh, Superboy Prime, Prime is back. Yeah, maybe he can punch reality so that I give a crap about that character. He's such a bad character. I, I hate Superboy Prime. He was fun in his first couple appearances, but he's just become like this deus ex machina of like, we just see someone really powerful to fight. What's worse is like he, they don't really even use him very much. It's just the fan community. It's just everyone yeah. else who's like, dude, you know what would be amazing? You know what would make Doomsday Clock even better? If Superboy Prime showed up. Like, I, I don't like but this Goku character. But he doesn't character. do anything. That's my problem with him. Yeah, well, he's like he's, I like the idea of a super powerful evil Superman from another universe. That is awesome. It's called Injustice. Uh, but I do like the idea of that. But Superboy Prime doesn't do anything, and he was super smart, super amazing. And then he's just like, well, now I'm going to follow Sinestro, and now I'm going to get a suit, and now yeah. like, I, I can't get excited about Superboy Prime, although. I know that when they dust him off and use him, it's clear that they're like, we're doing something. Because, yeah, which is a good indicator. It's like, it's like a little, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like a way of indicating, like, hey, pay attention, um, which is kind of fun. Like, he's such a weird character. If you see the original Infinite, uh, Crisis of the Infinite Earth, yeah. he's not even important at all. He's <laughs> well, just he's, there. He's a catalyst. Like, he's not really, yeah, he's, yeah, like, Ion is as important as he is. Yeah. So, and remember Ion? <laughs> I just wanted to do Green Lanterns properly again. I promise you they'll get back to it and they won't make any references to Grant Morrison's run entirely. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm wait, I, like I said before, Grant Morrison's run isn't terrible, but I've signed off on it. It's not what I want out of my Green Lantern, so I'll no. just wait for... Yeah, no. I'm I, not going to read a Green Lantern book just because it says Green Lantern. Right, or just because it has Grant Morrison's name on it. Yeah. Which is what DC's uh, coming on. I'm going to skip over these last two because uh, I don't think we have much to say unless you want to. I'll, I'll mention what they are in case no. you want to chime in. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda showing that Black Panther is essentially creating a suicide squad. Okay. Uh, and Th I don't know what this is about because Dan didn't give us the full thing, but it's Thor, Herald of Thunder. Yeah, he became Galactus' Herald. Oh, Harold. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, Dan did write it. I just wasn't thinking. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so that's our comic book discussions of the week. There you uh, go. <laughs> Uh, I do want to throw in Tevye. I'll give him credit for one thing reminding me. Uh, Venom Island. The only thing I don't like about a Venom Island is why are we using Carnage again already? We well, just already? ended a Carnage event. Did you not read Venom Island? No. The Carnage symbiote is apparently in Eddie and Dylan, his son, and uh, they basically, they both have it. Like, it's you just got rid of Carnage. Yeah. You, and now we're still fighting Carnage as a symbiote only. That's That makes absolute Carnage suck a little more because, like, it, I loved Absolute Carnage, and then it was like, oh, by the way, it's not really over. You need to read, read Venom 20 to friggin' get the ending you wanted. And I was like, damn it, you couldn't have put that on? Like, it's only five issues, and it was all out on time. You really yeah. couldn't have added a sixth issue? There was that, and then it's like, oh, and also Carnage. Like, st is still not dead. Like, Yeah. So the Carnage symbiote is holding Venom symbiote hostage in Eddie. Mm-hmm. 
And so he took him to an island to fight against the Carnage symbiote and all the other crazy symbiote stuff. Yeah. Uh, while Dylan apparently has a tendril of it as well that he's keeping as a pet. So Right, yeah. But they're all Carnage, so we'll find yeah. out. <sighs> At least Cletus is gone. Yeah, Cletus is part of Carnage. Every time Carnage comes back, Cletus is in there. I don't know. I bet he's he not acting like Cletus anymore. Yeah, I bet he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Null brings him back. I will not take that bet because you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Noel's like, my disciple. <laughs> then, yeah. All right. So moving on topics, a whole bunch of trailers dropped. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know the Harley Quinn one dropped until someone, I was like, oh, now we just need Harley Quinn to drop. My brother's like, yeah, that was last week. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, the big one that I think we need to talk about is the Morbius trailer. Yeah. That is the one shockingly good-looking movie, because right. I, I think we all expected it to just be total ass. Yeah. Just because I liked Venom, I'm not going to sit here and go, Sony knows what they're doing! <laughs> no. <laughs> Nor is it like, oh, just because Venom made $800 million, that means Morbius is going to be like a billion-dollar franchise. Right. Um, I do like the fact that, from the looks of the Morbius movie, they're totally not lining into the... I. It's weird, because it looks like they're leaning into Spider-Man, but at the same time, not at all. Yeah. If they didn't have that scene with him walking past the Spider-Man poster and Michael Keaton as obviously Vulture in there, I would have assumed that this was going to be separate from everything. Oh, no. I, and just a vampire movie. When Morbius's logo came up and it was in the same font as the Venom movie font, I was like, so Sony's doing the Venom-verse. Like, Ven like, they're like, no, this is our dark anti-hero like, like, villain-verse or anti-Marvel-verse. Um you know, I, but uh, but the the Spider-Man stuff. I mean, we knew they were going to do it because you knew how badly they wanted to get Tom Holland into the last one. I think you will see Tom Holland in this one. Tom Holland himself, not just mentions of him. I think I think Tom Holland will be in this one because uh, like it literally looks like the deal that they restruck with Disney was that it will be in the MCU, right? Or at least that they can reference I the feel, MCU. I got a feeling that it's going to be in it. But ancillary like the Netflix shows. Yeah. Which, uh, where like, the Sony-verse will reference the MCU, but the MCU will never reference the weird alien event that happened. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and like, Mar there's already a precedent for that. It's called Seven Seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I gotta feel like they're gonna, like, okay, okay, okay. You can talk about us. Right. But outside of a Spider-Man movie, which you're producing, Sony... We will never mention anything that Spider-Man fought. Right. Spider-Man fights Carnage and Venom and, uh, and Maximum Carnage and takes over all of New York. There will be no mentions of this nope. in his follow-up Avengers movie. <laughs> Literally no one will talk about it. I, I, I guarantee you. And because Marvel will be, like, for the most part, like, producing the Spider-Man sequel, like, because it's going to be a Marvel movie but made by Sony... Right. I bet Spider-Man 3 will make no reference to Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering... So Spider-Man 3 is going to be the follow-up. Right. But I'm wondering if Venom, not Venom 2, but they're going to, like, Venom 2 is going to be Venom versus Carnage. Mm -hmm. I foresee Venom 3 being Venom versus Spider-Man. Yeah. Being maximum Carnage. That's where they're going to go with it. I will 100% right. see that. Well, I know that a lot of people are talking about how, like, hey, could Morbius be the sixth member of the Sinister Six? And I'm like, no. But I see where you're going with this because I think... I think the fact that Vulture is in the trailer is Sony's way of being like, 
maybe this will be the Sinister Six. Like, maybe Spider-Man 3 will actually be the most referential to Sony. And they'll be like, yeah. no, the Sinister Six is Vulture. And that guy we cast as Scorpion and Morbius and I, Mysterio. Spider-Man 3, I could see referencing everything that's going on in the Sonyverse. Yeah. I'm just going to find it hilarious because this is what I foresee happening. Spider-Man mm -hmm. 3 is going to have him fighting against J. Jonah Jameson and his new villain. And he's going to be like, oh, wow, there's like a Venom symbiote over at the Life Foundation. <sighs> and by the way, I fought this weird vampire guy over here and Vulture's in prison. And I don't think it's any of that. With, yeah, I don't think uh, any of that's going to be in Spider-Man 3. I think it's literally... I think, I think he's going to reference it, but it's not going to be in it. Yeah. And so what, and what I see, because Spider-Man 3 is going to wrap up whatever they were doing originally. That's right. why I don't see... It's not going to link to anything unless they're going to do a complete 180 and they're going to resolve his identity being out in the first 10 minutes so they can shoehorn in Venom. Like, that's right. not going to happen. Yeah. I feel like Sony locked them in and they're going for the long. They're going for the long thing now. Mm -hmm. They're going for the long play because they're doing like what they're doing with X Men and Fantastic Four. They're like, okay, so now we're locked in. We got yeah. Venom. We got Spider Man. We got Tom Holland in for the end of time. Yep. Kid never ages. We got, <laughs> we got like everyone. I got a feeling Sony's gonna play ball, play Morbius. They're gonna throw out their Black Cat movie. Yep. All this stuff. Spider Man Three is gonna be normal Spider Man, but they're gonna reference. He's gonna go. Through the Life Foundation, he's yeah. gonna. There's gonna be like a newspaper article of a vampire being loose, but nothing will happen. Oh, I, I think you're you're definitely right about that. I think that because it's gonna be more than usual, I think that at the very least, the post-credit scene will be a big Sony Universe reference. Yes, like the post-credit scene will be Spider-Man swinging by. Like it'll be like an alternate like angle scene of Spider-Man doing something and Venom looking at it. Or you know, the Sinister Six. Or the Sinister Six. But it'll be a very Sony reference at the post credit scene for Spider-Man 3. That for the most part, like I don't think Jared Leto's going to be in Spider-Man 3. I don't think if Tom, Ho or Tom Hardy is going to be in Spider-Man 3. I think that at the, at the end of the day, Spider-Man 3 will be a, its own movie, a perfect sequel yep. to Spider-Man 1 and 2, and a reference to the MCU at large. And then the post credit scene will be like, and now it's going to be Sony forever. Um... The trick is if Morbius does well. Because I don't think that's going to matter. I think, honestly, Morbius does not have to do well at all. Mm. all the, if, if Morbius tanks, we just won't see Morbius again. Really? Because at this point, with the way they're referencing the MCU, I feel they're playing that long game. They're, they're going to go all the way to Spider-Man 3, and everything up until Spider-Man 3 drops is going to be test bets to see how things are received and what's going to do well. And then once, like you said, once Spider-Man 3 is done, we, we could almost guarantee, because Thor is the only one so far that has gone for four movies. Yeah. Almost guarantee there will not be another MCU Spider-Man movie. Yeah. But Sony, I think, I think, Sony's new deal is that they don't have to give up Tom Holland Spider-Man. Right. That's the deal. They Remember they were like, we're going to reboot. We're going to reboot. I don't think they, I, I think the deal is they get to keep him. Right. And, and he can be used for cameos and everything after Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. And he can be in Avengers and he can be in that. Yeah. But outside of that, Sony's got him now. Mm. They can do whatever they want with four, five, and six. He can fight the Sinister Six and Carnage and he gets to team up with Venom. Like they can do whatever they want. Right. That's what I think the deal is. Okay. Okay, yeah. I think that if Morbius tanks, and I don't think it will because the trailer has six million views <laughs> and, and people are really, really positive about it and it's freaking Morbius the Living Vampire, a character I have never given a crap about in my entire life. And I think it's just 
it, it was Sony's cynical, brilliant marketing where they're like, it's a vampire, it'll make X amount of dollars no matter what we do, and it's Spider-Man, so gotcha. Um, but if I'm wrong and Morbius does horribly, I think Disney will buy Spider-Man for $5 billion and it'll be over. You're Oh, see, I'm thinking they're going for the long game. You think yeah. that this is the... All in or all out. I think that if Morbius tanks, Venom 2 will come out, it'll have even fewer references to anything related to Spider-Man, and then Disney will have Spider-Man forever. I, I think that that's where we are. I think we're at an all-or-nothing stage, particularly because, like, right now, D Disney's got to spend more money on Spider-Man movies than it used to. 25% more money than it did. Right. And there was an offer on the table. Like, the fact that Disney was given a number. The number, reportedly, was $10 billion. To uh, buy back the rights to everything? To wholesale get Spider-Man back, which is literally as though... It's, the, it's, it's $2 billion more than buying Star Wars and all of Marvel. Because that's literally what it was. Um, but I think that Disney knows how much money Spider-Man can make them, I think because Tom Holland has Bob Iger's personal phone number, there's clearly <laughs> some kind of camaraderie there. Holland is in that awful-looking Pixar Trolls movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Disney is, like, playing it quiet, but that there is a conversation going on where they're like, look, we know that Sony doesn't have any integrity, and they're not trying to... Like, it's not like they desperately wanted to tell a really, really compelling vampire story. Or they just love Venom so much they want to just tell, the plumb the depths of that character. We know that it's just franchising and money. If Ghostbusters does well, and if Morbius does poorly, and if Hollywood, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood make, gets Best Picture, Spider-Man will probably go back to Disney. Or go to Disney for, like, wholesale. They'll pay through the ass, but it'll be five, it'll be like, not ten billion, it'll be more like five, four billion dollars. And, 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 and then we won't have to worry about this anymore. Like, right. But I, I think that we're in that, we're in that crossroads. Like, Sony is, Sony is in this weird position where, like, they, they're, they're a power player again. Like, because they got Tarantino and they released that Hollywood movie, like, that could actually win them multiple Oscars. Spider-Verse, that got them an Oscar too. And yeah, they're no. and they're and they're Sony's playing it coming up. Back. Sony's Sony believes they're coming back. Uh, they they literally said in like a press release they were like we don't need Kevin Feige we've got this. Um, I know the fact that they said that at all is kind of well it shows a complete tone deaf perception of what like Sony no you don't got this you literally don't you you made a few smart decisions and it was all money based like buy this buy that. Put this here. Call people who make money and make them do that. That's not, like, brilliant. Anyone can tell you to do that. There's a thousand YouTube channels that'll tell you how to do that. Um, right. But I think that ultimately it all kind of rests on Morbius. Like, if Morbius does really crappy and Hollywood, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doesn't get an Oscar, Sony will be in a very vulnerable position and they'll be more willing to deal. So. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I... I think they're playing the long game. I think that they made a deal where they've got them for a very long time. But if there was it, I didn't hear about a $10 billion offer. Yeah, it was, they, they said, you can have Spider-Man back for $10 billion. And that says to me, like, that's literally, like, 
that's not necessarily a, that's not FU money. I mean, it is, it was definitely an FU offer, but it's also like oddly honest because it's basically saying like, obviously Spider-Man movies make a billion dollars if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And so, and the last two Spider-Man movies made a billion dollars and every movie that Spider-Man has appeared in has made at least almost a billion dollars. So like Spider-Man doesn't necessarily equate to a billion, but like the right Spider-Man is part of the formula. I I think that we're seeing that Sony's like, we need $10 billion. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's literally just like, yeah, we'll give you Spider-Man because we need to be like, I remember reading recently that like as recently as within a year ago that Sony, you know, Sony's multiple companies that the video game division, the the tech division's doing fine, and the movie division is not, and the, right. the, the, the the like the Japanese investors and controlling interests of Sony kind of regard Sony Pictures as kind of like a waste of money, and so like with that kind of you know belief behind you, that kind of like you know foundation, yeah, they need something. That's why they bought the Quentin Tarantino contract because they're like, we need something that's like going to have buzz, going to make, we need something to make us like, you know, a, a viable studio again and $10 billion. Yeah. We can keep making stuff. Like we can, we can keep making decisions that will further us into that next quarter as opposed to like whether they'll shut us down tomorrow or not, you know? Like, right. And so I, it's interesting. I, I, it's a very fascinating whole set of circumstances. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I understand it all, but like Sony is, notoriously a bad studio <laughs> and they are they have they've proven time and time again that like it's a combination of ego and desperation for money i mean look at the ghostbusters 2016 that ghostbusters reboot just reeked of you know interference and a desperation for franchise but i mean literally the ghostbusters that when they made that ghostbusters movie they were like they also founded a company called ghost core which is yep. going to handle all the Ghostbusters plans. Ghostbusters cartoon movies, Ghostbusters cartoon shows, Ghostbusters sequels, alternate reality Ghostbusters stories, and ghost aliens. And I promise you that's real. <laughs> that's a real ghost thing. Ghost aliens. Ghost aliens. Which, of course, what other studio, what other franchise does Sony own? Men in Black. So, oh, that's true. Ghostbusters Men in Black crossover. Yeah, but that latest Men in Black did not do well. No, it did not. <laughs> and so it's like, but, but you could tell they were just, Sony is desperate for franchises and, and sure things. And that's what Hollywood is, of course, based on. Like, Hollywood wants, because it's all a big gamble, right? It's all, it's like, put $200 million on someone's artistic vision. Did it make money? Oops. Like, it, it, shit, a, why is it not working I, yeah, still? I wouldn't invest in movies. It's a, it's a horrible gamble. But like, but part of the way to like mitigate your chances is being like, well, if I get a franchise, I can at least you know count on X amount of dollars from the built-in audience, and I can milk that audience into multiple movies that are also sure things. You know, so Sony is desperate for those things, which is why they have such a death grip on Spider-Man, um, and why. We're seeing a Morbius movie in March. Yeah, well, luckily it looks like a vampire movie, which is what I'm excited about. It doesn't look like, oh, it's a it's a Spider-Man no. villain. Uh, and I, I and I think that's by design. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, well, it's the reason why Tom Hardy is Venom and Jared Leto is Morbius. Like, that's all Hollywood coordination chess where they're like, big star, name. Like, it, you can't make a $60 million Morbius movie with nobody, but he's perfect. You gotta get Jared Leto so that people can say, did you see that Jared Leto vampire movie? You know. The one I mean, that like, Spider-Man on the wall? <laughs> by the way, you saw that. I can't believe they just used a screenshot from the video game that used the I Sam Raimi suit. What? Like, I hope that that has some form of meaning. Everyone's uh, like, is it an homage? Is it linked to Sam Raimi? Right. Is what is game? that? Like, what, what? You know what that is? That's just lazy. That's, that's, that, that is Sony to a T. Now, there's another Sony movie coming out that we can also talk about. And if that does well, maybe, they'll, maybe they won't need Spider-Man so much. A uh, bloodshot? Yeah. So, the newest trailer I was watching, it doesn't look very different to me, but no. it does have a lot more visual effects, mm -hmm. which made I, it look I, cool. I assume that it's just because the last trailer, they weren't done. Yeah. Well, I guarantee that was it, so that's why they have the new one. Yeah. Because um, it's pretty much the same trailer. They didn't reveal anything new. They just no. showed more of the effects, more of the white skin, more yep. of the... Just, it looked good. It looked good. I'm excited about yep. Bloodshot only because it's not Marvel. Right. <laughs> right. I'm excited because, like, we've been working with Valiant for almost five years. I know, that helps too. <laughs> and it's and I've been hearing about this movie for five years. Like, hey, cool, finally, your your bloodshot movie's coming. And as a guilty pleasure, I dig Vin Diesel. So, like, I'm down, you know? Yeah, I'm going to see it because of Vin Diesel in all honesty. Look, regardless of us having a relationship with Valiant Comics. Right. I, bloodshot, I like. If this wasn't my job, probably wouldn't go see a bloodshot movie. Except that it has Vin Diesel, so I would see it regardless. Is what oh I'm saying. no, I would see it. Like because even if I was like a teacher again and I was never doing comics, I'd be like Bloodshot, the friggin' terrible comic from thirty years ago, <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing this movie because I didn't see Babylon AD in theaters, and I really kicked myself um, because that movie was horrible. Uh, but I'm like. It well, looks, yeah, you you're, you're also you you do enjoy horrible movies, so yeah. But no, but this movie doesn't look horrible. Is the thing? It's like, no. and it's you know what it is. It's just it's the smartest bet because like I would have said, you know, if you had asked me like with gun to my head, like who if you're gonna make a movie out of any valiant character, regardless of budget, to to get people to come see this as a franchise, who's it gonna be? I'd be like Exo Manowar. Um, but really, Bloodshot is the smartest bet because it's the right. most action movie. It's the Ninjak's the cheapest one you could make, right? Because that's, it, why they, that's why they made it a web series. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the cheapest one you could make. But also, like, it's you know, it, it, it's too much like everything. Bloodshot. It's very distinct. It's iconic. I mean, if Valiant had a Mickey Mouse, it's Bloodshot. <laughs> and so that's the character. I you... want that quoted, please. <laughs> Valiant's Mickey Mouse is Bloodshot. Yeah. If, if if Valiant had a Mickey, had a Mickey Mouse, it's Bloodshot. Right on the and that can go on the poster. <laughs> it's our Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, Bloodshot is our Mickey Mouse, and it's just two big red. It's three big red bloody circles. <laughs> um, but yeah, like but Bloodshot's a. Sh it's not a sure thing, but it's the surest bet they could make to start with. Now, sadly, Sony doesn't have all the other ones, so they can't make the frickin' Valiant universe. I still can't believe they let that happen. I can't, I can't believe they, they screwed that up. They had every Valiant right, and they just let them lapse. Yeah. And, and other studios now have them. It's not that they're just sitting there. Right, right. Now, that being said, 
how many studios are developing the Exo Man of War movie or the Eternal Warrior? Probably zero. Like, they might have bought them, but they're not working on them. So the fact is, if Bloodshot made, like, I don't remember what the budget is for Bloodshot. We'll have to look that up. But like, Dan, help me out here. What, what's the Bloodshot budget? <laughs> but um, you, you have a voice in the sky that can give us these answers. Yeah, exactly. What, what, what's the Bloodshot budget? Um, but we'll check right now. Thank you. But uh, but in, in in that regard, if Bloodshot made five hundred million dollars or eight hundred million dollars, let's say that Bloodshot does as well as Venom, right? Like eight hundred million dollars. Hold on! Yeah. This is for 2017, and Dave Batista is currently working on the Eternal Warrior movie. Yeah, sure. He probably read the script. $75 million, dollars, according to the, the, the chat, by the way. $75 million? Ooh, that's, that's pretty high. That's a great budget. No, are you kidding me? $50 million of that's probably Vin Diesel. <laughs> Se- yeah, $25 million, Vin Diesel. $75 million is how much the Black Widow movie should have cost. $75 million is a great budget. It's modest. Wait, what did, the, what did, they, what did that movie cost? I, I, I assume $150 million. Uh, that's kind of like the standard, I think, for... Right. Um, I actually don't know how much that, the budget was. And I can't... It didn't just come up when I Googled it. What the hell? Um... But uh, when, it, when it comes to Bloodshot, $75 million, if it makes $200 million, they're good. Yeah. Like, and, and they're good. They're good in a way where they could like go, hey, you know what? Let's buy the rights back for all the other Valiant characters. <laughs> like, Sony could literally chat with Dinesh or anyone over at Valiant Entertainment right now and go, who's your second most popular character. I like, just don't know. I get like them going, well, we don't know how much faith we have in the Valiant Universe. Yeah. We're let them laugh. I don't know why they didn't go, what, you know, I, like if I was the advisor for Sony and their rights, right. hey, we should probably pay whatever we have to pay to keep these until after the first movie comes exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Can we get an extension on our trademark for a year? Yeah. Just a year. I don't. Yeah. We don't need a 10-year license. Right. One year. So we can see how Bloodshot performs. Right. I, I, I don't understand. Um, but maybe, but if Bloodshot does like, if Bloodshot does $200 million, not only will you see Bloodshot 2, but maybe they'll get the rights back to one other character. Right. If Bloodshot gets Venom money, like less than a billion dollars, they could go out and be like, screw it, get them all. Or just get the yeah. three. Get like, get Harbinger, uh, Exo Manowar, uh, and I guess... Ninjak. <laughs> You're like so against Ninjak getting a movie. No, no, I mean like honestly, like he makes he makes the most sense to me. Ninjak should be a 35 million dollar indie movie. Like it should be super cheap and easy to make. It should be like a it should be like a James Bond movie but with swords with a in ninja. it. Ninja. Yeah. It literally is a James Bond movie with swords. I know, in it. but like just do the, just, and do it straight. Don't try to world build. Just be like, "No, it's just it's just James Bond but with swords." And kind of like turn down the purple. <laughs> Why? You like, like the purple? I love the purple in a comic book. We've seen the web series. It just doesn't translate. Yeah. So, you know okay. I mean? <laughs> Let's move on to our last movie trailer that came out. Yeah. Because you started with a rant and I stopped you and you got to go. Yeah, so, no, Black right. Widow is a new trailer out. Not much more is revealed except we get a good shot of the Taskmaster with the hood up and everything. Yep. So, what were you starting an hour ago that I cut you off? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, I don't know. Just Black Widow, uh, well, the Black Widow movie, you know, it's Taskmaster, man. Like, I don't know. Taskmaster. Great villain. 
wasted on this movie. Like, I wish he looked like the like the like the comic book. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want a cape. I want a ghost face. Like, I, I I just want him to be cool. Plus, like, what's he doing in Russia? Like, isn't he from the Bronx? <laughs> like, isn't he written with phonetic? He's got to fight Crimson Diamond Diamond Dynamo. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's the Red Guardian. Oh, is it Red Guardian? I thought it was Crimson, oh my god. Crimson Dynamo is an Iron Man villain, which is, by the way, also Russian. Okay, I'm not crazy, right? It was no, just, no, I got the a, Russian villains mixed up. Yeah, I think he might be on the Royal, or the, 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 the Guard, or whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know. I think Crimson I mean, Dynamo is Red Guard, is, it works with Red Guardian. Um, I want all of them. I want, like... I want Ursa Major in this movie. Like, go full nine. Like, especially if this movie costs as much as I think it does. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, this movie should have come out ten years ago. Um, That's the problem I have with it. Like, I want to be excited about it, but I'd like... I don't know. It better have some good post and mid-credit scenes. The movie itself better be very yeah. sound without trying to reference the MCU. Just be a fun spy movie. Yes. Play it straight. Do a cool spy movie. Yeah, um, like make it make it cool. Give me great special, like not great special effects, but more great action sequences. Like with Taskmaster, you can do something really cool with like actual choreography, and I would love to see that. Um, I love David Harbor. I'm sad he's not the thing, but I'm glad he's in this movie. Uh, you know, he he looks cool. The costume is unbelievably accurate. <laughs> um, you know, fits. <laughs> that's the thing though like there's so many people in this movie and I'm like it's about Black Widow though right like she's the main character she should have had this movie 10 years ago and, and you put and you put you know the Red Guardian in here and and Yelena Belova and like and Taskmaster's the villain okay I don't know Taskmaster makes sense though because he can use all the abilities of the other X-Men against her and stuff like that. So I, I am happy that they're at least going with a villain that makes sense for her. Yeah, but like, you know what's funny? I bet they kill him. <laughs> well, that's the MCU's track record. What a bunch of bullshit. Like, the MCU <laughs> loves their comic books, but one, the two things they hate are their villains and secret identities. Like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> the worst part is... Picture the MCU landscape 20 years from now. Because you know they're not going to stop making these movies. Yeah. There's going to be no villains left. <laughs> yeah, they're the going to be like, okay. Comics is going to be inventing new villains to throw in. Yeah, they're going to be like, all right, uh, I guess it's time to dust off Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> you know, MODOK will finally make his on-screen appearance. <laughs> it's going to be great. We'll use, we'll use digital technology to bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back to life, and he can play MODOK. Like, I don't know. It, it's... Yeah, they, don't kill Taskmaster, make it self-contained. They can do a thing, by the way, like post credit scene is like, because this is a flashback movie anyway, it takes place I think between Civil War and whatever, um, where the, the post credit scene takes place now, so like, you know, it's relevant in some way. Right. That'd be nice, but... No, uh, you know what, it's going to hype up Infinity War. Thanos is going to step in. Oh my I'm god. <laughs> no. <laughs> he comes in. He's like, I'm so close to getting to that planet. <laughs> right. He, he lands in like the, you know, the secret Russian bunker they all had their fight in. He's like, I thought the gem was here, but it's not. Bye. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even Thanos. It's like, 
Corvus it's, Glaive. It's Corvus Glaive. <laughs> he shows up, he's like, blah, and then it ends. He shows up and he's like, my name is also Corvus Glaive for everyone who wanted me to say my name. You know what I'm really <laughs> hoping doesn't happen? Like, I'm hoping that this is not one of those movies, because, like, I heard it takes place in between Civil War and stuff. I hope it's not, like, it's it's Infinity War. And Black Widow is, like, you know, standing with uh, with, with Black uh, Panther, and they're fighting all the, all the, all the Outriders or whatever, and they're kicking ass. And Black Panther's like, this is rough. And she's like, yeah, I've seen worse. And then, like, we flash back to this, like, adventure. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm expecting it so to So you be- want her to have a flashback in the middle of the giant battle of Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying I hope that doesn't happen. I'm just like, I feel like it's going to be some kind of dumb I got convention. One, I, I got one. I can one-up you on that mm-hmm. one. Her, she's, it, she, uh, it's Hawkeye and her at the suicide jump. Right. And he's like, wow, she's this falling. is as it could get, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as bad as it could get, right? And she goes, no, it's been worse. Then she flashes back, right. comes back, and we watch her die again. One more time. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, the, I, They're like, it, we got we got to make sure her, her death holds weight now that you know more about her. Right. <laughs> now you're really sad, so let's show you one more time. Um, I, I was sad enough. <laughs> or what if... Crazy thought here. Yeah. post credit scene does show modern day. And it shows her alive. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm serious. I would love that because I don't want her to be dead. I hate that death. Like, you just you just see her like standing in like a trench coat or whatever in modern day. Right. And you and we're just left to wonder what the fuck. <laughs> right. And we don't even explain it. Like you know what that's and then that's they just, don't no that, that's for later. The yeah. Someone else can figure something. that out. <laughs> <laughs> the other directors have got the plan. No wait. Here I can top that. Ready? Okay. The the whole movie happens. You know, post credit scene, it's 1945, and Cap is dancing with Peggy Carter, and they kiss, and then Cap gets a tap on his shoulder, and Black Widow goes, can I cut in? And you're like, oh no, she was sent back in time. <laughs> that would be cool. And uh, then you I have like a flash. chat came up with alternate timeline. Yeah. It, it turns out that this adventure was an alternate timeline, and then she crosses over at the ending. Oh, your Black Widow's dead? I'll take her role. My right. world's almost identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you could... Yeah, there's all kinds of... Expl- there's You could bring literally everybody back. And after this Doctor Doolittle movie fails, I guarantee you, Iron Man will be returning. Dude, did shortly. you see he said he's willing to come back? I did see that. Well, he said anything <laughs> can happen. And I'm like, yeah, you mean like Doctor Doolittle failing hard? Yeah, I can see that happening. Because by the way, Doctor Doolittle was made by the same studio that made Cats. And that move, both movies were done. Or done enough. They had the option of putting out Doctor Doolittle at Christmas, and they chose Cats instead. Cats wasn't even done, and they put out Cats instead of Doctor Doolittle. What does that tell you? On the same weekend as Star Wars. Yeah. Keep that in mind as well. Right. Not only was it not done, but they put it out on the weekend of Star Wars. Yeah. No. They... Doctor Doolittle is gonna be a disaster. And Flashbird would like to know if they put did, from the studio that brought you cats in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they're probably not going to do that. Um, by the way, you know what else would be a crazy, amazing post credit scene for real, though? Deadpool. Yeah. I don't That's, know how he'd fit into that. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> We've established it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you know, you, you could literally, you have to build your whole X-Men universe. And, you know, I remember we all heard, you know, New Mutants is in the MCU. Oh, wait, no, actually, it was a typo. Never mind. Like, 
okay, so literally you have to build the entire X-Men franchise from the ground up. But you don't have to do anything with Deadpool. Literally, Ryan Reynolds is ready to go. He's always fit, and he has the costume at home, and we know that for a fact. So, like, you could literally... He literally just has to make, like, some offhanded joke, like, wow, it's almost like two studios merged, and things are confusing now. He doesn't even have to say anything. He just has to show up. (laughs) Because no one who's going to see Black Widow didn't see Deadpool. Yeah, that's true. So, they all know who he is. And even if you don't, hey, Mommy, who is that? Like, that's somebody super awesome, and I can't wait to see him (laughs) in this movie. Like... I don't know, especially him fighting Task, or, or better yet, he doesn't fight Taskmaster. He's working with Taskmaster. No, I get it. Post credit scene, Taskmaster's walking away, and he he won somehow. Yeah, and he's like, "There's no one that I can defeat," and yeah. the Deadpool's like, "Really? Yeah, <laughs> right." I mean, like, or or Taskmaster's buried under some rubble. And then the post credit scene is the rubble moves a little bit, and then Deadpool picks him up. You know, something like that. Just yeah, doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care. Like whatever. I mean, these are just none of this really is something I want to see necessarily. It's kind of like I'm ready. Well, to... the last the last thing I do want to say about this is yeah. I hope Flashpool, at least theory or troll, is not accurate. He said that he he sees Taskmaster as being Black Widow's sister character. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being the case. I hope not. I could see it too, and I would be so irritated that they introduced Taskmaster only to turn him into her sister. Yeah. Only to be like, no, it's actually Blonde Black Widow. Herp? No, I would... The worst part would be, though, like I guarantee if they did do that, we'd have a Mandarin situation all over again. Ex- yeah, where there's there's a real <laughs> Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah because they because they're doing that like literally the friggin Shang-Chi movie is like nah there's really a Mandarin though <laughs> but uh yeah I, oh, I hope what if that's, that's the, the most credits to Taskmaster turns out to be her and then post credits is the real Taskmaster what did you think was gonna happen and he like right. stabs her or something yeah uh well I mean it would make sense for them to establish new Black Widow to bring in a Black Widow but I'd be fine with that too at this yeah. point, I'm, at this point, this is how bad the MCU Phase 4 is right now, where we're like, just, hey, maybe they could do this. Maybe they could do that. Not like, oh boy, I can't wait for the Eternals to show up. Like, nobody's <laughs> excited. Like, like the, the, Feige knew how not excited everybody was for the MCU Phase 4, because he also referenced Blade, and Blade isn't coming for another two years. Oh, yeah, no, if you look at the announcements, I mean, that's the one thing I was saying, like the Thor movie. Yeah. That's next. That Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No, that was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We yeah. got it back and Blade because you're, not, you're excited about nothing other than Thor 4 right, right. now. Right. And even then, like, I thought everybody was kind of on board. I really love Thor 3. I, I I enjoyed all the Thor movies, to be honest, but, like, I like Thor 3 the most. Um, but, like, people are like, oh, God, I hate this joke Thor. He's ruined. He's like, ah. and I'm like, What? You, you got, like, a kind of... Yeah, doesn't matter. Like, the reality is, yeah, I'm excited for Thor 4. That's kind of it. I mean, like... Yeah. And, and I'm like, I would love to have had a Black Widow movie in 2007. Yeah. Um, you know, or 2013. 2013 would have been the time to do a Black Widow movie. Right after Avengers. You know? Like, that's what I... I'm not even going to that whole argument again. Okay, no. last bit of news we got to discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, last night, the, the rumor that Marvel owns Namor and Hulk and we're getting another Hulk movie finally. Yeah, I hope that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say on it. I made a video about it. So. No, I heard, I, I remember when Scott Derrickson was still working on Doctor Strange. Of course, he's not anymore. 
Um, he tweeted. Did you hear the rumor? Supposedly he wanted a horror movie. MCU just wants MCU movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I disagree. I, I think it should have been a horror movie. I don't care. I mean, like, I didn't like Scott Derrickson's Doctor Strange movie. So hearing that he was going to do another one, I was like, pass. Yeah, you know, like, because right. literally, I heard it's not even done being written. So, you know, all you had was a title. And people are like, I wanted the movie we were promised. You were promised absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, no, that I agree with. You were promised Them a title? Like he, and the kicker is, he's not even like, they didn't fire him. He's even come out like, no, we just we disagreed in the direction. Yeah, of the now that's, that's, yeah. Like, that, that's the company line. They all do that. Edgar Wright left under, you know, because of creative differences or whatever. But, like, right. the fact is, they just wanted an MCU Ant-Man movie, and Edgar Wright has been working on that movie since before the MCU existed. So, right. clearly, it wasn't going to be anything close to that. And I'm glad we got the MCU Ant-Man movie, because Ant-Man's a great MCU character, and he worked out perfectly. Um... But, like, I was not excited about Derrickson's Doctor Strange. I think literally everyone else, like the Russos and Watiti, did a better job with Doctor Strange than Derrickson. So hearing that he's not going to be making the Doctor Strange movie too makes me kind of excited again. Because I'm like, cool, who will they get? They'll probably get some company person, some stooge, some, somebody who's, you know, just happy to do whatever they want. But at the same time, I would just like to see Doctor Strange do Doctor Strange stuff. And it doesn't mean that he's an MCU stooge. I don't want to see like, you know, oh, it's a standard Doctor Strange MCU movie. I just want to see Doctor Strange be Doctor Strange and and team up with Scarlet Witch because I know that's also part of the apparently plan. Um, you know, is it a horror? Like, do I want a horror movie? Not necessarily. If it doesn't suit the story or doesn't suit the direction, then I don't really care. Like, I don't need it to be a horror movie for it to be exciting. Like, the multiverse right. of madness does not say horror to me. That just says... You know, it's insane. Like, it's a multiverse. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. No one wrote the script yet. Like, there's nothing here <laughs> yet. Like, it literally means nothing. It's just... They it's literally just a... came up with fun titles, which was my entire argument when they announced all the names of the movies, and I was like, you're all excited about logos. We know nothing. And everyone's That's like, right. are you crazy? How yeah. are you not excited about logos? And well, you know what it turns out? They're freaking logos with no plot. Yeah, like how can you how can you not be excited about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Like, you know that the jihad that Iron Man fought in Iron Man 1 was called the Ten Frickin' Rings, right? They've been teasing Mandarin forever. Like it could literally mean nothing. Uh, yep. but like, yeah, it, it's all just it, they're just placeholders. So yeah, no, I'm not excited. I, I want to be. I would love to see a Shang-Chi movie. And I think it'll be cool if they use wire work and actual stunts and stuff. They do a really good casting job. That's a good idea. Eternals, couldn't care less. Black Widow 2, or Black Widow, you're too late. You know, like... The only one I care about is Thor. Eternals, I don't care about. Everyone's all like, no. but have you seen the concept art? I'm like, concept art, concept art. First of all, yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I have. I, I love Jack Kirby. But, like, his Chariot of the Gods, like, you know, Inheritors of the Earth, Eternal uh, Celestial stuff, like, obviously it ain't necessarily for me, but also the Eternals are the only thing that's more boring than the Inhumans. No, like, you know, you're going to kick out of this. So I, I made some comment about, I think it was like, what's wrong with phase four? Right. And, and, I, and, and I made the, a comment in there about the Eternals. Like, and I don't care about the Eternals. No one cares about the Eternals. Fair enough. And one of my favorite responses was, you claim to be the comic story, <laughs> but you don't even care about the most important characters in the cosmic world of no. Marvel. And I'm just like, no, who, tell me anything about the Eternals. <laughs> right. Like, first of all, they're not. Second of all, no one is a, like, there are Eternals fans. They do not number in the thousands. You know why? Exactly. Neil Gaiman wrote an Internals series during the height of Marvel comic popularity. 
and nobody bought it. <laughs> That's the best time for an Eternals book to sell well. And it yep. didn't. And it's the template for the movie. Well, yeah, because no one read it, so no one can argue. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> that story is fine. You know, it's fine. But there are the Eternals. There's not much there. Right. And, and the only reason it exists is because they didn't have the X-Men. And I don't mean that to say that the Eternals are better than the X-Men or that, they're, or that the X-Men are better than the Eternals. I'm not trying to say that, like, the Eternals are a replacement for the X-Men. I'm saying that Marvel was trying to make something that could replace the X-Men. Oh, yeah, no, they've been trying. I mean, the Inhumans was the first crack, and that just went over horribly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that fell apart spectacularly. They couldn't have even foreseen how, how horribly the Inhumans' debacle could have taken place because of the animosity between, like, the people in charge at Marvel and the people in charge at Marvel Cinematic and, like... I feel like they... It, it just uh, As a last closing thought, I felt like they really dropped the ball at the, uh, the Inhumans. Yeah, big time. That, there's so much potential that they could have easily turned that into their X-Men franchise. Yeah. And they just dropped the ball hardcore on that. I don't think that they should have done that. I hated the Inhumans, and I was sad that they were being tried to be a replacement for the X-Men. But anything would have been better than that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And anything that the movie people made would have been better than the show. I'm just... I'm I'm actually kind of glad it didn't work out because like now they're done. Like now they're they we don't no one's doing anything with the Inhumans and the X Men can be where they are now. Like I will say I do like the fact that it did tank and we don't even have any Inhuman comics. Uh, <laughs> they're not no. around anymore. Oh no, no, the last that one was, was Donny Cates being like I killed the Inhumans. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like and people don't realize how confusing Marvel can get at times. But the Inhumans, the X Men. Freak the Eternals are all kind of the same concept, you know? Yeah. Beings who just get powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I... I uh, the Inhumans. But, uh, but you know, I, the, the whole thing is, like, all this is stemming from us to being, like, I wish fo Phase 4 was more exciting. And I, I think it's just because it's not really a phase. Yeah. It's not Phase 4. Phase 4 is next time. This is... We got a bunch of franchises. It completely threw off everything. And I guess we really kind of didn't anticipate how, how popular Spider-Man was going to get. So it's <laughs> kind of a mess. So, like, we yeah. got to restructure. And that's fine. So. Do it. Take the time. Put out an, put out an Eternals movie to, to, to fill the, the, the gap. But, you know, don't forget, I want Fantastic Four and X-Men and Spider-Man. I like your response in our Twitch chat. What's the difference between the Inhumans and the X-Men? And you respond with literally everything. No, no, yes. Sal, I, I'm going to argue. The core of the... Okay, let me, the let core me, of the Inhumans? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me... Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let's remove... Let's. I, I, we're going to break this down real fast okay. into two things. Inhumans power set. How do they get it? They randomly, at puberty, have a tendency to turn into terrogenesis and no. gain abilities. Yes? They have to be exposed to a special gas that puts right. them into cocoons, and when they emerge, they are usually a horribly disfigured monster that has random powers. Uh, hold on. No, 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 They're no. not a race. Like, <laughs> Nope. Hold on. Hold mm -hmm. on. The Inhumans are people that were manipulated by the Kree, and it's in their DNA. Right. You are right. They need to be exposed to the gas, but guess what Marvel decided to do? Spill right. the gas on the entirety of New York, resolving that issue, and now just everyone can become an Inhuman. The X-Men hit puberty, and they just 
turn on their genes. Both of it is in their DNA initially. The only difference is the turn on factor, which Mm -hmm. Marvel said, oh, let's make them like the X-Men. Gas is everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. They had to do that recently. The whole thing about the, the X-Men are an allegory for being born different. They're they're literally, they can't help themselves. Right. They can't not be, they can't not be mutants, right? The Inhumans are an experiment that was conducted by aliens on a very small tribe of people who live in a bubble city. You're not wrong. That's their history. But at the core of the entire thing, both the Inhumans and the X-Men are just excuses to give any power they want to any person. Yes. at At their origin core... The mutants are, Stan Lee got lazy, and he was like, I just don't want to explain where they come from anymore. How about they're just born with them? Right. And in the Inhumans, is pretty much the exact same concept with royalty thrown in. So right. you can have like a royalty side to it where well, they're like, this is the king and the queen, and we make kingdoms and stuff like that. The, the thing is, one is decidedly Jack Kirby, and the other one's decidedly Stan Lee. One yeah. is corporate and simple and like kind of accidentally like evergreen and the other one is steeped in this like the world was seeded by aliens and like all this like rich lore about their lineage and stuff like one is a drama about a chosen people who are like literally steeped in royalty and the other one is about everybody well, and honestly, I think that that's why the Inhumans never caught on to this, the oh, yeah. that X-Men did. Because they're both just a way for them to give random powers to random people. Sure. But you jack Kirby up one side of it and you make it lore and, and like, it's just yeah, deep. Well, and-, and also, at the end of the day, and I'm sorry, Inhumans fans, but like the Inhumans, everybody remembers, the Inhumans royal family, they look silly and they have terrible powers. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to deny that, but... Everyone's favorite human is Black Bolt because he looks like a regular person and he's got a pretty awesome power when he's used properly. And I'm going to end today's episode by just saying that, you know, and over on the X-Men side, uh, Cyclops is heat vision. So thank you for watching Absolute Comics. vision. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing hot about those blasts. (laughs) I was really hoping that... Those are punch blasts. (laughs) (laughs) The fact is... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. Well, go ahead. Down the show. Well, I was gonna say you could make a you could make a spinoff movie about literally a spinoff comic book or movie about literally the the about any X Man, and you can't with the with the humans. No one's buying no, a Gorgon or or. Well, maybe a Medusa book, but like at, at the end of the day, the yeah. humans and the X Men are inherently the same concept and the same deal. <laughs> I but, disagree, <laughs> but. The people who came up with each of the X-Men and their powers were a lot better at coming up with superheroes than the Inhumans people. Yes. <laughs> One has Cyclops and Wolverine and Jubilee and Rogue. The other one's got a guy that can yell someone with hair and a dog. I mean... <laughs> yes. I mean, like, and, and listen, as a, as, a, as a classic Marvel fan, I recognize the importance and, 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 uh, and gravitas of the Inhumans. I love them as fantastic four supporting characters. But at the end of the day, like, they ain't the X-Men. No, no, I agree with you on that. At the end of the day, regardless of what their origins are and what you could do with the characters, the Inhumans went in one direction, the X-Men went in the other direction, and the Inhumans yes. were not nearly as popular. They just the didn't X-Men catch tournament. on, and maybe yeah. it's because they didn't have the full driving force behind Marvel back in the day, but they did recently, and it just didn't work. Yeah, no, it totally didn't. They were in every book, and it was... It got to the point where we just like, G- just stop, we don't <laughs> care. <laughs> it was too stop. much. They insisted upon themselves. They insisted it was, they're upon like, themselves. They're like, no, 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 we're not trying to replace the X-Men with the Inhumans, but... 
Check out Inhumanity, and they're but in every check, book. And Spider Man's teaming out, up with one. <laughs> check out Uncanny Inhumans. Yeah, exactly. Check out. That's the most blatant I've ever seen. And uh, Spider Man's going to team up with an Inhuman, and Johnny's going to date one. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Johnny dating Medusa. I know. I can't believe. Well, they're like literally every time an Inhuman appears on screen, everyone must hang out with them. And if they're not, people must be asking themselves, "Where are the Inhumans?" <laughs> it's a directive from, from, from Ike. I don't so know. anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoy this podcast and you don't want to see it go away, please go to our Patreons, patreon.com slash comicstorian or patreon.com slash comicpop or just sub right here at the Twitch channel. Sal is officially getting paid once I hit the send button. But One he is day. <laughs> technically, technically he's getting paid uh, for doing the show and we need to keep that going, guys. So if you do want to support us, you do want to keep the show alive, consider doing that. Don't forget, you can also go check out our sponsor, G Fuel, by going to G Fuel, putting in your order of the new mystery flavor or any flavor uh, and you can go ahead and get your of 10% off by using the code COMICS at checkout. Uh, the show will be back next Tuesday, but don't forget, I'll be here with uh, Dan and Andy on Thursday with Comics Experiment, and Sal will be doing Elseworlds Exchange on Wednesday at yep. like 4. Yeah, like 3.30, 4 o'clock. Oh, I totally guessed on all of that. You did, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> So don't forget, guys, if you want to see any of our shows continue, please consider checking it all out. And uh, thank you for your support. We'll see you next time right here at Absolute Comics.